The Animation Podcast, March 3rd, 2006. Vault Access Approved. Hey everybody, this is Clay. Welcome to show number 13 of the Animation Podcast. This is a continuation of the special Vault with Milk Call. This is side two of the audio tape donated by John Musker. For the full explanation, you can check out show number 12. But to get you back into this, the brief rundown is that um, John Musker recorded this when he was a student at CalArts and Milk Call came to the school to speak. So here we go with side two. She says, the F for finds it, something's happened there, and, uh, and uh, just in between uh, uh, some of the other, you know, didn't, didn't, some, somehow the F got, got lost, see. And uh, also, I'm questioning, I, I think when she says simple, uh, I think I, I'm, I suspect that the same thing has happened there. You know, and uh, it annoys me very much because I go to some pains to get good sync on this stuff. These things do happen, and uh, I'm hoping that maybe I'll, I'll, I'll uh, raise a little stink about it and see if I can't get a reshot. You know. uh, is it already shot in color, that part? Oh, yes, it's in color. Yeah, that was noticeable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's those things, are little, something like that, a noise, <laughs> noise that don't want to You mentioned before that one scene didn't do so was animated by one of the young men. Yes. Not Medusa. No, nothing on Medusa. And there's, a, there's a scene of Snoops. Just done by a fellow named John Palmer. Up and coming. coming Which scene is that? It's one where, she, where he says, uh, where he pushes, uh, pushes her around and towards the alligator and says, Here, here, boys, take this little night of the over here. Didn't he do one with a little girl there too at the foot of the stairs? Oh yeah, those are all those are his little girl scenes through there. Right, right. Yeah. The only ones I've done is where, where the little girl there is where the alligators first bring Drop, her in and drops her, her on the floor. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I guess not. I sort of had to do that. I do it where, you know, there's a, there are sequences later where, where, oh, where Medusa takes her to this black hole where they, they've got this treasure and, uh, and uh, the top of this hole and trying to get her, con her into going down there in the bucket. And uh, I've done the little girl through that stuff. So I noticed uh, I had to do underplay on the menace of the uh, of the alligators and that you felt their menace yeah and well I, it looked like it was purposely held they held they were yeah held down. unfortunately they uh, it hasn't been consistent through the picture and uh, they've made them uh, they've made their kind of dizzy comics out of them and uh, it's just uh, you know, you felt still not Oh, no, I just don't. Like they should have been. No, I think they should Oh, yeah. I think they should stay in medicine. I think they, they can be funny in appearance. They're big, fat, slob alligators, but they, but there's no reason they should, they, they should uh, remain a menace. And they should be a convincing menace, but, uh, but, they, but they aren't. They're, they're, oh, I 
why people be so can't resist temptation about something that uses bad judgment, tempered by bad taste. But, um, oh, there, there's, there's one scene where uh, they've got this, where, they, where these mice get into the organ and, they, and the alligators are after them. There's one scene where he, where he tries, to, tries to catch them, you know, and then, or tries to catch them in his hands, you know, and then uh, doesn't do it. But, you know, and Jesus, you know, I just, uh, <laughs> I think it's, 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 it'd be all right for, for uh, another, some other picture or some other kind of a, another type of picture or a short subject or something. It's a big pipe that he's talking about. Yeah, but it destroys your, your it destroys your characters, you know, you, you, and you have to be, I don't know how the hell Medusa became this, uh, it comes off this well, because, uh, uh, some of the dialogue is not very good. Of course, you've got an actress who can make some of the better uh, that dialogue sound good. But uh, that the, that the writing uh, for Medusa, she must be just easy to write for because uh, it's not it's not inconsistent. You know, the rest of the characters are not. Uh, the little girl's consistent, but that's because she's you know she's a, kind of a saccharine little usual little girl, you know, and uh, so, so it's a little cutesy part, so how can you go wrong, you know, but but uh, that's an easy one to keep consistent, but the alligators couldn't go out there, you know. See, they should be, they should be menaces all the time. How would you get the pictures? Oh, mediocre. About like our last few pictures. You wouldn't say it's better? No. Like Robin, maybe a little better than Robin. But I can say in the class with Aristocats, no better. It's full of, as I say, bad taste. What would you I say? Terrible judgment. The last um, really, what you feel is the last really good picture, the strong picture? Well, Jungle, Jungle Book was, uh, was fairly good, you know, I, I think. And then, uh, I think the last, uh, let's see, gosh, one of the pictures that uh, never was very successful, I thought was a damn good picture, so it was a sword in the stone. And uh, You're talking story-wise more? Yeah, story-wise story and, and uh, consistency and uh, richness of character. I think the sword in the stone was a pretty damn good picture. And I don't know why it didn't go, and they, you know, when they released that thing, uh, uh, they released it with the Three Stooges as a companion feature, you know, and, and my God, this wouldn't keep people out of the theater. I don't know what else would, you know. And, and, and they'd say, well, this didn't do so good, you know. And, well, you know uh, yeah, we were, we, we, I, was, I was appalled, you know, when, we, when this happened, that uh, they really released it that way. It's like they don't care about the picture, you know. Like, like the studio doesn't think very much of it, and I don't think Walt was crazy about it. Uh, it didn't have the warmth, uh, or what you'd call heart, of some of these, some of the other pictures we've done. But um, I, I still like it. My God, I, uh, as far as things I've enjoyed doing myself, uh, I've never enjoyed anything any more than Madame Mim. You know, she was, I think, a funny character. You know. And I enjoyed that all that stuff very much. Frank Thompson uh, worked on that together. I did part of the sequence and he did part of it. 
So the wizard's duel? Frank did the wizard's duel. Mm. I designed uh, the, the animals well, that originally fought, and then uh, they were kind of, uh, you know, they go through the middle. Now I did the stuff from the first time you see her when he says, sounds like someone's sick, you know, yeah. wonderful. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, through, uh, oh, where she changes herself into a pretty girl and back again to the pig face. You know? <laughs> I forget just how far it goes. And Frank took the We work uh, pretty closely together. In, in designing characters, what do you what do you find? Uh, it's I'm kind of curious whether. Okay, you said that you didn't have really um, a really strong, really strong feeling about it until you got the voice. That's right. We uh, well, see, you go through an awful lot of these things, you know. Like uh, Ken Anderson, who is a kind of a. Uh, Inspiration, you know. He used to be, he used to be an art director. He used to design, the, you know, set the styling of our pictures, what the backgrounds going to look like, and so it's sort of a boss of that uh, phase of the business, and also uh, was a really very fine layout man. And, uh, and then he kind of, um, he had a stroke back some years ago, and it just got to be too much of a load for him. And, and uh, they, uh, he's, he's been kind of a idea man, inspiration man, you know, since then, you know. And uh, so on Jungle Book and, and uh, for all these, these pictures since then, well, that's sort of been his function, you know. And uh, he'll go through, <clears throat> I think that Brad and Jerry saw some of the, Stuff that he has done on the, on, on Medusa, yeah. you know, he he, he did uh, he tried all sorts of things. God, they even he even tried uh, using Cruella. You know, you know, this is a way people think around here sometimes, and which is deplorable. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, and he didn't do it, but he tried. You know, tried uh, using it, and. Uh, Anyway, he had a hell. He did a hell of a lot of research on it. And then, meanwhile, you're 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 having a great many story meetings where a character comes up in, a, in these meetings, and so you bet these things around. And by, so by the time they they got around to trying voices, well, you know, and I was kind of hoping to do this character, and, and uh, you gradually just kind of, you know. Un unknown to you, really. I, th I, I know I wasn't really conscious of it. You know, it kind of gets in the back of your mind what you know what, you, what this thing was going to be like. And when we got the voice, well, I I, uh, I started making drawings, and I did a board of uh, drawings of her that are all they're a little different from one another, but but uh, not basically. They're not ba they're not different. Uh, idea, conception, and uh, she hasn't changed from that, really. She's, she's, uh, she's changed uh, physically a little bit, but, but uh, her design has improved a little, you know, but, but she hasn't uh, 
basically concession was achieved. Do you um, uh, still approve, though, of all of this uh, forerunning, uh, uh, ex exploring? Oh, I think you. Uh, yeah, oh, yes, I think you should. Do you believe the best method is to uh, semi-develop the character and then find a voice, or develop the character fully? I noticed that uh, it seems like on a lot of the older features, you seem to develop the character and then go for the voice. Well, yeah, I think that it happens. Uh, it all depends on what, uh, you know, at just what stage you, you find your voice. But a voice can change things quite a bit, you know, and, and it naturally can influence great deal. So when they when they got Paige, well, uh, what happens is that any any uh, conception that you had, you know, that you're beginning to cement in, well, is is going to be is influenced very much by this voice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially any anyone who gives a performance like she does, you know, yeah. it's just overpowering. But sometimes the voice itself can be overpowering. Like when I see Medusa, I don't. I don't think of Geraldine Page, I think of Medusa, but as in, and even Phil Harris for Baloo, I didn't think of Phil Harris, but on some of his later stuff, I always thought, wow, that's Phil Harris, and what's he doing? Uh, a little, little John? Or, yeah, you know, well, you get tired of, um, so yeah, it's a tendency nowadays, to, uh, something works, and so you, you think, well, we'll do this forever, you know, and uh, this is a rotten way of looking at a little bit they're exploiting the voice uh, for money's sake to put the name on the... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, partly, but, but also it's a kind of a lazy way of going about it. You know, you got, you got to feel so why that for somebody else. That's <laughs> <laughs> been the character to fit him, you know. So, they tried, they, they, yeah, like on, uh, on uh, Aristocats for O'Malley, well, uh, they tried to they tried to get other voices. They tried uh, for Dean Martin and Harris tried the interest in and uh, I don't know what they've been but uh, anyway they ended up with Phil Harris. And you know that this is Ava Gabor kick, you know, my gosh, she's been in three pictures in the world. Mr. Cass and Robin Hood again. Pardon? Yeah, or Hungarian or whatever it is. Hungarian, I guess. So, like, uh, you know, like married Marion. Yeah, it was always a good boy, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't. I'm just trying to think of, uh, isn't it funny? My mind is just going blank on that. <laughs> but I remember a milk tall voice on a, on a bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had one line. I just thought of that. Yeah. Where the bull's just sitting up on the hill and smelling yeah, the flowers. Yeah, he was a young bull. Yeah, that was Mel's voice. Yeah, my, my one contribution. Little falsetto soundtrack. Yeah. I just love to sit here and smell the flowers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got that voice from you. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I used to use this little, little tiny voice, so we used to get me keep that voice. Oh, yeah. Came, it came the time. I remember a was. poem. Uh, I remember a poem that you told me one time. Was, oh, a little fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs>
You know, it, 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 see the damn tail looks like it's a, like it's a stuffed alligator or something. You know, like it's made of cloth. You know, and and uh, she should have had to get maybe even hurts her hands. You know, to get a hold of this thing. It, it should. You see, I just think good judgment wasn't used there, and it's not that the, the kid who did it should argue it, but uh, it's 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 it's. It's for something. I don't know what it is, but it isn't. It, isn't, it, it, it should have been made convincing. Well, so. Yeah. Well, she. Uh, see, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have done it that way. You know. It didn't seem like he was resisting. No. You see. She. She shouldn't pull on this band upon it because she's she, 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 she a bit more of a teddy bear than yeah, that. Yeah. So uh, she could have like, she pounded him on the nose to make him let loose. That's different. She shouldn't have. Well, I thought that was kind of strange if she goes through all that trouble to. to well, that's an experience. It. An experience. It's good. It's pretty good. It's good. God, this kid, he just, he just, uh, he's really remarkable, really. He's, he's, he's I like the idea that the girl wasn't afraid of the alligator. Yeah, that's all right. That was good judgment. That's okay. But sometimes. you'll you'll see you'll see what I mean when you see the picture. But that should have been just because you didn't know. They they, they kind of go up a hill. You know, they get, they get you know they get carried away with the, with the, some you know silly stuff, and it's it's entertaining. You know, right? Would you find a voice like Bob Newhart's, which is so monotone, would you uh, rate it as a liability or an asset to a picture when you have a monotone voice like that? Well, I didn't pick it up, but I, I, uh, I, I just don't, I, I don't think it pluses anything. I don't think his voice uh, does anything to the picture, but I don't, and on the other hand, I don't object to it. I think it's adequate. I have a hard time uh, getting any kind of a performance out of it. You know, but the only thing is, it doesn't require much. You know, they're that, they're that, those type, they're that type of, he's that type of a character. You know, it doesn't require uh, too much acting. You know, and, and no matter how good an animator you get on it, so you're not going, to, you're not going to set the world on fire. It makes me think of. Uh, my God, and I animated Johnny Appleseed. She did the this thing. I often said this, there's nothing harder to do in animation than nothing. Jack will sure agree with me on that, I'm sure. I am a lot of But Appleseed, Appleseed, uh, you know, he was so mild, such a mild character, and he never he never really got mad. He was never very, never very elated about anything, you know, he was kind of, everything was kind of in the middle. Then he was a weak character and uh, kind of insipid, you know. <laughs> so you can't, you can't. Uh, it's lucky finding. Now he, I did his guardian angel also, and uh, I got a lot of fun out of him. Isn't it true too, though, now that you can't, uh, you can't develop every character? in the scene or you have a lot of uh, stage uh, 
Stephen, too, you've got to work. You've got to be careful with the sequence of who is the, the strong character yeah. in the scene. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. They overdevelop everything. Oh, they're being very boys. I guess I guess we're going Carol. Carol Schultz. Be, it wouldn't surprise me any. Do you feel you lose something in having things like, uh, uh, well, as Jan pointed out, 1930 uh, prison suits at the end of Robin Hood and, uh, and, uh, having the cats say groovy and stuff and psychedelic lights and aristocats. Yeah, I don't know. You know, this is not... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be a 1912. Kind of I'd, rather, I'd rather not make any comment on it, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm leaving the studio at the end of this month, and, uh, and uh, that's the very kind of sort of thing. That, uh, that's the reason I'm leaving. So I'd rather, you know... It's better if I don't. Uh... <laughs> if I let it drop. <laughs> we'll, have you back. we'll have you back after the 31st. Oh, yeah, we got it. Well, no, it is, I don't just feel like to run people down. Do you foresee coming back if there was a change? Oh, yeah, but it had to be. Uh, it had to be a hell of a change, you know, because, uh, yeah, I. I think this this is a, a black colony thing. Any of you read these books? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I I just think it's a one absolutely wonderful piece of material. Uh, whether you agree with me or not. <laughs> this guy has <laughs> every one of them. He's read it twice. Well, anyway, I think, uh, I think they, they, the possibilities there are just. I think that can be just wonderful. And and lay out a lot of great characters. They deserve to be done really well, or they shouldn't be done at all. And I don't think this unit is capable of doing it. In fact, I wrote to Lloyd Alexander just recently to thank him for a Christmas card, and I told him that the picture had been moved back, and he'd be pleased to hear that, and keep his fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was ready. Yeah, well, well, I'm right. ready by then. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Don Booth asked me, uh, he's one of our uh, medium young people and uh, very good talent. He asked me if, uh, you know, I said, this thing, you know, about six years away, would you be interested in going? And I said, well, God, I'm going to be an old man. And irascibly, he said, what the hell are you now? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I wouldn't shut the door. You know, I, I, I feel that if, 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 if I, uh, if I could be shown that, that, uh, there was a chance it could, it could be as good a picture as I think it ought to be, and then that met, and I, and I thought that people were capable of making it, that I wouldn't be embarrassed by it. Well, maybe I would. I don't know. I, I, I sure as hell need the door open. You know, yeah. They want to. I, I just, uh, I think it's a fine piece of material. Is this uh, anachronism of the bones Story, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, no, uh, the trouble is that Walt had to go and die on us, is what it was. Because you had a man there who, uh, 
was a, a kind of a person who only comes along once in several generations, really. And uh, Walt uh, is really, it was really a genius and a wonderful, absolutely wonderful storyteller. And, uh, and you see what you, you see, you have a very strange combination there. You have, you have a guy who, in the first place, a genius. In the second place, he owns the place, you know, and and uh, and and he he owns it the hard way. My God, he had a he, he went through hell, you know, year after year to keep this place going, keep it alive, and keep this dream of this going. And and God, I remember one time he hopped, he put his life insurance in the hop. Do you remember to keep the damn place open? He only and and uh, see, it, it takes somebody to care who cares that much. You see and and. Uh, this is a combination that, that um, oh, how the hell, how, how do you come by something like this? You see, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange phenomenon that only comes once in a while, you know, happens once in a great while. So, uh, you see, in a lot of these people, if Walt were alive, uh, uh, they'd be all right, they'd be adequate in their jobs because um, because he's there to, to uh, to be awfully goddamn critical all the time, you know, and, and also supply them. See, he was, uh, Walt had the, the ability to get things out of people they weren't capable of, you see. And uh, that's, uh, uh, I can give you many examples of this. And, and so, uh, now with him gone, well, a lot of these people who are at plenty adequate, you know, like a director, well, Oh, Walt was really the director, you see, and he'd come in and just, God, he'd, he'd look at a storyboard and, God, you'd got paper all over the floor when he gets through, you know, some of the time. He was hard man to please. And even so, our pictures weren't very good, you know. I mean, they were never, they were never, right? Uh, they, were, they were good, yes. I, they were better than anything else around, but, but they, in the animation field, but, but Especially, but but uh, you can't, you know, you, you it's the old saying of so person aside, you know, you can't, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, they, they, there's, uh, there's, there's a we, we've always had our quota of crap in every picture, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> this this is something you had to be called, had to be philosophical about, but 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 just. The last half a dozen or so have been too. There's just been too much. The quota's been too great. <laughs> the budget's been too high. <laughs> so too much use of dialogue, too much of thinking. Lots of cases. Yeah, yeah. It's a visual medium. Yeah, and you know, you, do you know that one time on this picture, and uh, I don't know whether I'm single-handedly responsible for getting him out or not, but you know they had Ken Curtis and. Uh, and uh, Pat Buttram has the voices for these crocodiles. <laughs> you know, that shows you what can happen, you know. Yeah. I heard they, they had a scene where there was going to be a bear singing in a zoo with Bill Harrison's voice, too. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, Louis Prima. Really? Mm -hmm. He was the first one. And that concludes side two of the Milk Call Tape. In the next podcast, we'll get back to a regular interview. 
And there's not too much to wrap up on this show, but I do want to say, please go to the website at www.animationpodcast.com where you can leave comments on any of the posts. Or you can call the feedback hotline, which is area code 206-666-2668. Since there aren't any phone messages to play this week, I'll just take this time to uh, thank everybody that came to the site and left a comment. And especially to those who went to the iTunes Music Store and left a review for the Animation Podcast. I really appreciate the support and uh, you guys helping me get the word out for the show. Well, that should do it for show number 13. I hope you guys have enjoyed The Vault. We'll definitely be coming back from time to time, but um, like I said, the next show is a regular interview again. And as always, thanks for tuning in.